cartoon hate watch podcast with a special focus on the best worst amongst the animation universe gem and the holograms i am orifice jones and i'm hakuna matitis and today we are discussing gem season one episode 19 the princess and the singer according to the high gemissary herself who is obviously christy marks who wrote this episode with ellen guan guan Guan. Anyway. Uh, so it's actually, technically Beeman, uh, this bitch, she is an American fantasy and science fiction author, also co-wrote another episode of Jim, and a bunch of, like, computer and video games. So, like, you go, Guan. <laughs> you go, Guan. I kind of like the name If that's how you spell her name. Yeah, Beeman. <laughs> it's definitely Beeman, not B-Man. <laughs> I wish it was B-Man. Yes, hello, I'm Ellen B-Man. <laughs> so are you a B-Man or are you, is your name Ellen? Right, exactly, Ellen the B-Man. But uh, anyway, that's not her. Um, she's not that girl. Um, anyway, according to Christy Marks on her website, the Gem Bible, whatever, this is the one where Gem the Holog- Holograms give a royal command performance in the tiny fairy tale kingdom of Morvania. Morvania? Morvania. Kimber and Princess Adriana of Morvania look exactly alike. <laughs> Kimber's life is endangered when she is mistaken for the princess by conspirators who plot to seize the throne. That is so extra. Soup's extra. I I just want to point out how she brought up royal command performance because that comes up like eighty times in this episode. I'm like, what is a command performance? I like know. this bitch is basically commanding a performance. Kindly fuck off. Right. Uh, it kind of sounds like it's like a dance monkey's dance type situation. Yeah, yeah. This is a command performance. <laughs> I command it. Yeah. Uh, and I also like how she pointed out that it's fairy tale kingdom of Morvania, because like, yeah, where is this place? It's super made up. Yeah, it kind of looks like, I don't know, like the Black Creek Pioneer Village, but of Eastern European fairy tale lands. It looks like like it's like the stand-in for Laveria, which is like the fake Eastern European like country that Doctor Doom owns. Like I feel like Morvania and Latveria are basically the same place. Oh, I was actually thinking like, do you think that this movie inspired, or sorry, this TV show, this episode, inspired the Princess Diaries? Uh, I like I want to say yes. You know I do. <laughs> But also, like, this concept isn't that original. Like, what? Oh, European princess, like, look-alike type situation. It's happened before. Yeah, that's true. It is a huge trope. Um, Yeah, you're right. I just, I also really enjoy how, like, in the last few episodes, Kimber has been super fucked over and, like, gone through some actually traumatic experiences. 
Which which else? Like what else? What else recently? In hot time for Hawaii, she got kidnapped and put in the lava and with her arms tied up. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Like bondage volcano action. Forgot. (laughs) Right, and then like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. um, What's his name? Zipper tries to like grab her. He didn't succeed, but like I feel like Kimber is always the one who, like, these horrible things happen to. She always gets kidnapped. That is actually pretty true. I'm trying to think, like, in comparison, because, like, no, like, Aja doesn't get kidnapped. Shayna, I don't think at all. Like, Jem for sure gets put in, like, precarious situations. But, uh, yeah, Kimber, Kimber's thing is kind of <laughs> having life throw at her, like, the worst things ever. Like, her, her entire like, being, or her entire, like, mode of life is just adversity after adversity. Because unlike Jem, she lost her mother and father, but didn't gain, a, like, a record company and a cool other persona. She just is, like, you know, forgotten about. Yeah. She's gained the same enemies as Jem and none of the benefits. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she pays for it every time, as we see in this episode, because, like, she's, uh, she goes through some shit in this episode, dude. Yeah, she really, truly does. Um, let's jump into it. So we open up on a flight, and I actually thought they were going to Borvonia for a while. I thought I heard it as a B sound. So I'm glad we, uh, uh, Christy Mark cleared it up for us there. And, um, they're invited by the royal family. I don't know if they necessarily name-dropped the princess at that point. No. But they, they're, yeah, they're invited by the royal family, and I don't know, Kimber is being... I feel like she says something problematic in the opening here. I don't really remember. Yeah, I kind of, like, it happened, and then they all reacted, and then I was like, what happened? And didn't care enough to go back. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. This is obviously, like, I watched this episode, like, 20 minutes ago as a refresher. I just forgot. I already forgot about it. So <laughs> not important. Uh... But they get off the plane and, like, to raucous applause with people of, you know, vaguely, I don't know, I want to say, like, German-ish accents. Yeah. Slavic accents. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely supposed to be kind of, like, it kind of feels like Switzerland or Austria, like, but a smaller made-up kingdom, like, between the two. Right, and oh, that's the shit that Kimber says, because she comments on the side, she's like, wow, the Morvania airport is almost as big as Morvania itself. <laughs> um, to which I was like, wow, okay, Kimber. Yeah, that's like, rude. Relax. Soup's rude. Um, but obviously this place is, like, pretty fucking small, I guess. It must be uh, a very, you know, small kingdom, I want to say. Yeah. Other kingdoms in the 80s. Yeah, it looks like a village with a castle. To be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, people in Morvania love fucking Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> and it's who, like, I don't know, like, it's baffling, but they are. They, like, they love it. Yeah. And, like, the princess is also a big fan. And, like, they they basically set up a lot of shit as they're walking by. They're like, oh, and, like, we everyone loves us. And the princess loves <laughs> us. And that's why we're here. And here we go. We're going to Hotel Victor. Yeah, um... Yeah, first of all, Hotel Victor. Okay. Um, Dude, Hotel Victor is name-dropped so many times in this episode. Like, a lot of great free media publicity for Hotel Victor. I know. Like, fuck. Want to go to Hotel Victor, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds kind of hot. Right? Like, is everyone named Victor? Like, is there a hot guy named Victor? They're like 6'4 and like blonde hair, blue eyes. Whoa. (laughs) Hotel Victor, baby. That is hilarious. Um, 
But in actuality, um, Hotel Victor in this episode, at least, is, like, managed by the servant of Dracula. Oh, my God, that's what I said. <laughs> For real? Well, I said he looks like Count Dracula. Okay, okay, okay. I, he does. He has mad Dracula vibes. I said servant because, like, I don't think he's has the gravitas of the Dark Lord. No, definitely not. But, like, this was, like, first impression, like, his image came onto the screen. I was like, that's, who's this, like, chubby Dracula? <laughs> Me and I'm vampire, clocking it, just saying. What? He's a vampire, obviously. Yeah. He's, he's vampire, vampire adjacent. He's fucking with some vamps. Oh, yeah. Fucking with some vamps. Um, yeah, Hotel Victor seems fine. Um, <laughs> um, and Everyone's talking about it. I don't know. That's what that's what I hear. It's the talk of the town. Um, yeah, yeah. So the holograms are really happy to be at this fancy hotel, obviously. And Hotel Victor. Kim, yeah, Hotel Victor. We'll just say it each time. Exactly. Let's call it like it is. Hotel Victor. Um, Kimber is like, being a princess must be so much fun. And at this moment, we cut to pr- the, a princess who looks exactly like Kimber. Like, exactly. Even her eyebrows are the same, like, blue lines. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, they didn't try to, like, differentiate them, like, slightly to be like, oh, yeah, like, they look crazy similar, but they're not quite identical. It's like, no, 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 no. They just use the uh, the same exact animation for Kimber as with the princess. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't even change her eye color slightly or... Yeah, give her, like, a str- like a streak of hair that's different, so at least some characters would be like, oh, Kimber, you changed your hair. She'd be like, oh, actually, and she, like, you know, puts the streak of hair back or pushes it back, you know, give us something here. Yeah, that was, I wasn't buying that shit. Let me tell you, I was not buying it. And like, I know we, like, we haven't gotten to the part yet, but when they first bump into each other, they're like very blasé about it. It's like, dude, you just met your mirror twin. You're not going to instantly freak out? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how I would react if I saw someone who looked exactly like me. Uh, I wouldn't like it. I mean, I wouldn't like it either. I think I would have a very strong desire to destroy them uh, and then (laughs) infuse their essence into mine to become an even more powerful being. Right. Just like one with uh, Jet Li. Is that a... I've never heard of that movie. Dude, it's such like a a weird, deep cut 2000s action movie. Uh, That's exactly the premise. It's Jet Li. There's like two versions of Jet Li. There's like evil Jet Li and like... Like unassuming, doesn't know what's going on, thrown into an adventure gently, and evil gently kills every alternate version reality. Alternate version reality, that made no sense. Alternate version of him in different realities to like gain more power. Whoa. But as he's doing this, the power is shared amongst the other like duplicates or other like mirror versions of himself so when he finally gets to the like to the jet lee that we're focusing on he, they're both super powerful but the one doesn't really know it and he's good he's like a cop the other one's like an interdimensional murderer and they have <laughs> they have an epic battle it's a lot of it's a lot of it's jet lee versus jet lee that sounds like the best movie ever i watched it when i was nine it was pretty great um yeah i'm definitely gonna watch that tonight maybe Maybe this is yeah. I, I'm not saying I was paid by the one starring Jet Li, <laughs> but uh, they may have thrown me a few dollars when I was nine to give him a good review. So I'm saying. <laughs> I just wonder if I can find anywhere on the internet right now that 
has that movie because I've never heard of it. I I mean I mean somewhere must have it. There's also a great scene where like his like female accomplice that only exists for literally that scene like gets him out of something by having these platform shoes that are hiding a mouse that like creeps like she lifts the little door and the platform shoes Whoa. the mouse creeps out and then like lets out an energy bomb or something. It made no sense. <laughs> But the fucking shoes, I always thought were so tight. I was like, those aren't just platform shoes. They're secret trap door platform shoes with a mouse bomb, bro. Oh, my God. That's high fashion. Functional fat, High functional fashion. High functional fashion. Um, you're I, high I also functional, remember- Michael. <laughs> I'm a high functional lot of things, Jocelyn. Yeah. It can mean so much and I mean every single one of those. <laughs> I, I know you do. I know you do. That's why it's like one of the best reads and like it's eye-opening but also hilarious. Oh, eye-opening. Okay, well I'm glad that your eyeballs are now more aware. <laughs> and I thank you for getting me there. Mm, you're welcome. So I guess we're talking about this show. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I actually want to talk more about the one starring Jet Li, but like I have to tone it down. Next episode. Next. Episode. Next episode. Cool, 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 cool. And much like Halle Berry's Catwoman, it must be the one starring Jet Li. Oh my god, we have to do Catwoman at some point. Like completely do- not in our portfolio, but like come on, like. Our portfolio oh, no, no, no. doesn't even matter. It doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> and I really feel like Gem and the Holograms and Halle Berry's Catwoman are similar in a lot of ways. They truly are. They truly are. I would love to see Halle Berry in a redo of this, of the live action, mer- mo- the live action version of this show. Gem like, and Holograms? Yeah. Like, if we can get, like, Kesha come to come back again and be pizzazz, because that actually makes a lot that of sense. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I live for that. Um, some drag queens in the mix. Uh, Dude, that's actually, like, honestly, if you did most of Gem and the Holograms starring famous drag queens, that could maybe be the only way a Gem and the Holograms movie works. Yeah, that's what I've been saying for so long. Like, get, I don't know, let me think about this for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Bob the drag queen needs to be in there. If Bob the drag queen was Shayna, and just like a way better version of Shayna, I would live. I am actually like I haven't watched that season. Really, um, I. And, but everyone talks about Bob the drag queen, so like I know I have to watch it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, you need to. Um, Bob the drag queen as any of them would be fine with me. Like if we had an all black drag queen cast. Manila- or Manila, I would want Manila Luzon as, like, uh, as Aja. Okay. That'd be fun. Or Jujube as Aja. I don't Jujube. know if Jujube can pull off Aja. I, mean, I don't know, but she's not as, she's not sporty. Yeah, no, Jujube is not athletic at all. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to cast based on race, right? Like... Oh, don't we? It's Gem and the Hologram. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's still so many that you haven't met yet. I think Alaska would be good in a movie version of Jennifer I've, I've seen Alaska. I've seen season five and All Stars too. Um, maybe Alyssa Edwards as Roxy, because she, like, 
gives off. Dude, I would love that. Alyssa Edwards is such a Roxy. I know. I mean, like, just, this sounds mean, because I think Alyssa's actually pretty smart, but she gives off, like, vibes that she could be illiterate. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. I would not be, like, again, I love Alyssa Edwards, and again, I also think she is intelligent, but also, if someone told me, like, she actually can't read, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think, like, Blair St. Clair could be Kimber. Um, yeah, because, like... She looks like a child. Yeah, she she looks like a child. I agree. I just don't know if Blair has the acting chops, quite honestly. No, and she... Yeah. I'm not... Like, I like Blair. I think she has great fashion sense and whatever. But at the same time... Sorry, sorry, like I'm sorry, but like Valentina is Kimber. That would be amazing. I don't even I know why. Love I just that. <laughs> and then someone who is the worst and very bland to be Jerica. Yeah, I want to say maybe Detox could do Jerica, but in a no, fun way. No, I see Det. Okay, so Detox, Alaska, and Sharon Needles. You don't know Sharon yet. Because um, she's from season four, but I think those three would be good as the misfits, actually. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I I agree. Detox would be a better misfit. Um, yeah, we have we yeah. have all year to think about this, baby. That's so true. That's so true. Um. Uh. Yeah. Let's get back to this fucking episode. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's gloss over some things, because obviously we took a quite a detour. Uh, you know, Princess Adriana was introduced. She has a royal cousin who looks super, super evil. She's basically the Bride of Frankenstein, but like, oh my like a witch God. vibe thing going on. Yo, the cousin is fierce. I'm sorry. Like, I... <laughs> that purple power suit, like, the pan up from her legs to her, like, power shoulders to, like, her skunk Corella DeVille hair. I was living. <laughs> I I agree. I but she's just so like unsubtly evil, you know. Like oh, all yeah. the little signifiers are there. It's like whoa. Like yeah, and I guess that adds to her fierceness. Yeah, I mean, I could probably see it. Like she's the cousin of uh, whatever the fuck her name is, Adriana. Yeah, and like obviously like much older. So yes. like, despite the fact that Adriana was like I don't know a toddler, this bitch was like in her twenties and like oh I could be ruling, but you're alive. Exactly. Um, and yeah, Adriana, we learn, is approaching, is going to turn 18 very soon, which means that she can actually assume the throne. Um, so this kind of, like, um, propels the story forward, basically, because now the cousin, Lexa, and that random guy whose name I don't know, Demetrios? Is that Demetrios? Demetrios. Demetrios. Um, and you hear a lot of yelling, Demetrios! <laughs> a lot in this episode. A lot of shrill shrieks in this episode, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there was a kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so Lexa and Demetrios, they want to dispose of the princess, um, so that Lexa can take over the throne. Um, and in this first scene where we meet um, Adriana, she's kind of being a little bit defiant. A total not, brat, bro. Yeah, she's total like, brat. She's kind of, kind of annoying. She's like, I don't want to sign these papers. Like, 
boo, duties suck. And it's like, yeah, I can kind of see why people are conspiring to oust you because one, yeah, exactly. You used taxpayer money to fly these people, this rock band in on a private a jet. Questionably talented rock band, if I may add. Right. Um, you booked them at like the super luxurious inn or hotel that is Hotel Victor. Hotel Victor. Thank you. Um, and yeah, I don't know you, and you're not even willing to just sign some fucking documents. You throw them around knowing that someone is going to have to pick them up for you and it's going to cause problems. Like, I'm sorry, maybe you don't deserve to be queen. Oh, dude, 100% agree. Uh, like, despite the fact that Lexa and Demetrios take it to some, you know, dangerous places, and I mean that literally, <laughs> uh, like, it's, I, I get where they're coming from of, like, yeah, I'd want this bitch out of here, too. Do they have to kill her? No. Should she be dethroned? Yes, because monarchies, as we all know, I mean, I actually kind of, I like a good monarchy, I'm not going to lie, but still, you should have de- democratic, democratically elected leaders. Yeah, I totally agree, and I feel bad for the, people of Morvania that like their Morvania, fate Morvania, Morvania darling pour uh, <laughs> me some sherry let's take the plane to Morvania <laughs> I feel bad for the people of Morvania that like they're <laughs> there we go that uh, <laughs> their leaders are so like entitled and self selfish you know um yeah, no, I agree. I agree. On both sides. On both sides. Yeah, so basically the cousin also calls out um, Adriana for inviting a rock band to perform, to do a command performance. Command performance. I'm commanding you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anyway, like as soon as um, the princess leaves, Demetrios and the cousin kind of talk about her and saying she's becoming difficult to control and Lexa's like, well, like, never mind, because one, after the performance, she will never be a problem for us again, which sounds super menacing. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're they going to kill a bitch. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're trying to kill her. Um, anyway, Adriana uh, changes into this outfit, um, and she kind of looks like a... An Anne of Green Gables, but from the 80s, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's pretty fair. Like, the hat, for sure. Yeah, like, the hat, and then, like, all green with, like, green pinstripe pants. I kind of like the outfit. It's not a bad outfit, but I agree. Very Green Gable-y. Yeah. Um, and then she basically sneaks out the window. Because um, and... we get a really good line of, I think, from Lexa being like, the fool girls run off! And I just, <laughs> I, I love... I like any, I like calling anyone a fool girl. It's great. Fool boy. It yeah, I like that. Sound is good. Like I like I, I think fool girl specifically. Okay, well I think well, it's it's gender neutral. I'll call everyone that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like obviously call a man a fool girl. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm into it. I'll say that. Um, so, anyways, so now we get to, like, we cut to the misfits, and they're getting off a plane as well. Uh, they're going through the crowd, and they don't have as much um, as a, of a giant fan reaction. And they're technically here as tourists, but then we learn Eric is quote unquote working on a plan, 
<laughs> to which I'm like, oh, great. Even they don't know what they're doing here, just like us. Right. Because uh, it's like you actually like heard that they were going to this country to put on a show. And you're like, knee-jerk reaction. Like, we just got to go. Like, without even yeah, thinking yeah. through what your plan is. I'm sorry. No wonder you're sleeping in that shithole with rats and a crack house or whatever. Yeah, poor Eric. Um, but I do want to add, because we actually missed something important. When um, the princess is leaving, she sneaks out through the window and the cousin sees her. And she's basically like, send, like, she sent a bunch of men after her to catch her, essentially. Oh, right, 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 right. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, the mitzvahs are here. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, I love their outfits, though. I don't really remember what they were wearing, TBH. So Pizzazz is wearing this, the uh, Universal Appeal outfit, the oh, blue one. Oh, a classic, a classic, yes. And then, course. like, Stormer is wearing this outfit that, like, makes her look like a multicolored Anakin Skywalker. And okay. then Roxy is dressed halfway between a grandma and a prostitute, which I think you can say about like <laughs> almost everyone at the show at all times. That is pretty true. It's a very <laughs> generic description for Jen. It's okay, but like, you know, what style? Are we talking like desert punk grandma prostitute? <laughs> Space cowboy grandma prostitute? Ooh, no, 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 no. That, I, that is so much. Um, I love that. Um, no, I'm talking like the top half is like just this, you know, like those dowdy old lady dresses from the 80s. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. With the, anyway, and then fishnets. <laughs> <laughs> I rock that. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's how they're looking, and then also Jim and the holograms are at like an outdoor market, outdoor market, or something like that, some sort of uh, market area, and Demetrios, evil cousin's lackey, is looking for the princess, and the princess runs off and then bumps into Kimber, so they have like this moment, and both of the, they're both wearing hats, so like good thing he pointed out the hat game earlier. Kimber was also wearing some sort of hat. And they bump into each other, their hats fall off, and they pick up each other's hats, thus switching their identities, because that's how that works. <laughs> I uh, was just like, why the fuck are you taking her hat? Like, why are you taking the other person's hat? You have your own hat that goes with your outfit. Well, like, I would say that, like, they're so, you know, transfixed by the fact that they look identical, but as I said earlier... They seem to not care about that upon, you know, initial reaction. They're much more of like, oh, sorry, I bumped into you kind of thing. Like, oh, you're not going to, you're not going to comment on the similarity? Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I don't understand how they weren't freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, and then I, I'm pretty sure that we then cut to the misfits who find Jim and then immediately want to attack them in some way. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I actually I do have I do have a note here that they all look great in their trench coat looks. So oh I'm my god. Yeah. I did notice that they look great. Okay, I'm I feel prouder for myself now. Yeah, no, uh, the trench coat looks were so good. I would actually wear Pizzazz's outfit 
to motherfucking GemCon 2021. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Mm -hmm. Write that down, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we have to plan our looks for next year now. Yeah, and we have so much time. They can be so elevated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I could, like, not use the time for, like, 18 of those months (laughs) and then throw something together real quick later. Michael, how long do you think a year is? (laughs) (laughs) I'm aware it's at 18 months, and... I'm just going to stick by that number. I'm aware of how long a year is. Uh, as you, as you, the listener, know, and Jocelyn, you know more intimately, sometimes I don't think before I speak. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely not trustworthy. Months, by the way. It's 12 months, 12 months, 12 months. 12 months. Yeah, almost exactly 12 months because it's going to happen. It's going to, it was supposed to happen quite soon. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, so, the Misfits. Yeah, them attacking the Misfits then leads into a song, Here Comes Trouble. And I actually think this is one of the great fake-outs of Gem and the Holograms history. Because I was getting all a brewing, getting settled in, getting amped up for a classic Misfits jam. But no, no, no. Here Comes Trouble is a Gem and the Holograms song. Yeah, I was quite surprised by that, actually. But I mean... Like the lyricism of the lyrics of the song aren't very misfit esque though, because you you know how like the misfits are usually the instigators. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. But I just I just assume because the misfits were like attacking Jem, here comes trouble would it be a song about Pizzazz being like, Here fucking comes trouble and like throwing tomatoes at her and shit. <laughs> as opposed to of a a the, what it actually is, which is like a, here comes trouble, trouble, trouble of like being chased by trouble. You know? <laughs> trouble is bad, but when you're with your friends, <laughs> you can overcome the trouble, trouble. Oh, uh, yeah. No, what is it? What is it? Uh, <laughs> believers who dream in their dreams can go to extremes to here comes trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Believers who dream are dreamers who seem to live for their dreams. <laughs> There's an extreme in there, isn't there? Or am I just extreme. adding that in? So extreme. <laughs> so- <laughs> Dreamers who dream will go to extreme to fight for their dreams yeah, and but... live in the, their seams. <laughs> who uh, turn their milk into creams. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and are supported by beans. Um, and... As they're eating their leans. Cuisines. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> They're eating their lean cuisines. Lean cuisines. I kind of prefer it as lean cuisines. (laughs) Yeah, and the the main ingredient is lemur. (laughs) Well, I'm just just kicking it at lean in my lean cuisines. Like, what did you say? 
Is that lean or lean? No, no, I mean lean. 80% lemur. Oh my god, that's outrageous. We've spent truly, like 90% of this episode not even talking about the fucking I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just kind of a boring episode. Yeah, and it's also probably for the best, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta buffer it up with uh, that, that fun jib-jab. <laughs> fun jib-jab. Um, so, yeah, the song honestly didn't give a shit about it, if you couldn't tell from, like, how I was making fun of it. <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so it starts off with the the misfits throwing tomatoes at them. Then Stormer is on a roof and throws a sheet over them. <laughs> and Dude, then, yeah, it's it, it's a bunch of bullshit with "Here Comes Trouble" said over and over again. That's like what my my takeaway is. Yeah, and like yeah, exactly. There's a lot of running and a lot of throwing of fruit and vegetables. Yeah, yeah, wasteful, truly wasteful, disgusting. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. Um, and then after the song is done, we go back to Kimber and Princess Adriana, and they're trying. Now they're trying on hats or something. They're in a, I don't know a hat shop or I don't know. But uh, this is where they actually acknowledge that they're totally twinning, uh, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. And they you know split ways, to which Adriana encounters Jem in the holograms and Jem immediately thinks that her own sister is the princess, which either speaks to the level of identicalness between the two or the, you know, lack of paying attention that Jem really does to her own sister, which I'm leaning towards that. Uh, yeah. And amidst, amidst this all, I just also want to say that Shayna is wearing some sort of like Michelin man beige <laughs> jumpsuit. Oh my God, with matching gloves. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, dude. Like, I like they really they like they do it. They they do Shayna dirty, dirty very frequently. But like, she got done dirty real hardcore in this. Yeah, dude. I don't even like. Ugh. If you're gonna try to make it look like an '80s like matching sweatsuit skin suit situation, like at least give her one that's her skin color. So. <laughs> You know, if you're going to go that far, go all the way. Yeah, yeah. So she just looking like an inflatable doll or something. <laughs> uh, so Shane is wearing that travesty. Uh, and as that happens, Kimber, who Demetrios is mistaken for Princess Adriana, uh, grabs her and throws into a car. Right. And, then, uh, and that's where we uh, cut to commercial. And we come back, and Kimber is trapped in a council. No, not in a council. Kimber is trapped in a castle. And Lexa and Demetrios think this bitch has gone crazy because, you know, she's saying that her name is Kimber. And she's like, stop playing those silly games, girl. Right. And Kimber, through this exchange, learns how they're conspiring against the princess. And they basically, like, shut her up of just saying, like, oh, just shut the fuck up anyways because, like, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah, and I love how they, like, bar the door closed and shut the little peephole that she was using to speak through just to get her to shut up. I like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, And actually, this little dungeon reminds me very hardcore the one in Charlie's Angels that Bosley, played by Bill Murray, is trapped in for a while. It's, like, very, very similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how many castles are there that people can really... I don't know, be super creative about designing them. 
Yeah, it's true. It just um, looks like a fucking castle, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I will pull as many metaverse connections as I want to. I'm just going to say Charlie's Angels may or may not be in the same universe as Gem and Holograms. That'd be cool. Like, yeah, no, I could see the angels being Gem because they're evil. But then Charlie, I feel like the men, like the myths, no, sorry. Gem and the Holograms don't have like a man controlling them. That is true. That is Which true. is interesting. Like they're actually independent women doing yeah, their which, thing. Which, uh, yeah, which, yeah. Despite the fact that we make fun of this show a lot, that is a very, very important element that they have. Yeah, there's no, there's no man pulling your strings. Mm-hmm. Like Pizzazz which, is dependent on her father and Eric to like do a lot of the heavy lifting. Although she does manipulate both of them to her advantage, but like she still has to manipulate a man to get what she wants. Exactly, and, like, manipulation is never a good thing anyways. No, definitely not. You should <laughs> be honest and hardworking, good Americans. Um, but just on the topic of shared universes, because this was a very rare instance where Jem came up in another podcast I'm listening to, and this is, like, a real deep cut of this X-Men podcast called uh, Jane Miles Explain the X-Men, uh, and despite the fact that, like, it's, like, one of those, like, I kind of, like, dislike the hosts, but they're talking about shit that, like, no one else knows about and, like, I know a lot about, so I'm I'm into it. But anyways, they basically say how Lindsay Pierce is the gem universe version of this, like, character called Dazzler, which is very, 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 very true. And then they kind of basically say that gem is essentially in the same universe as G.I. Joe, Transformers, and a couple other cartoons that were, like, you know, kind of animated by the same people at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I really, really, really want to see a Gem and the Holograms Transformers crossover <laughs> where, like, each of the holograms kind of, like, shares a special bond with one of the Transformer robots. And they may or may not, like, assume, like, mecha formations and, like, shoot aliens out of the sky and kill Megatron. I would watch that. Or I would Yo, read that it, sounds whatever. so dope. I thought like yeah. So I or no 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 wait wait, wait 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 sorry sorry sorry. What would actually happen is the trans like somehow some piece of like Cybertron where like the Transformers are from crashed to Earth like some very very important part kind of thing, and the Decepticons the Autobots Autobots have been searching for it for like millennia or some shit. Turns out Synergy is actually that thing found by Jerrica Benton's father and turned into Synergy. Maybe she's some sort of like unlimited energy source. Maybe she's some sort of like soul spark. I don't fucking know. Either way, the main conflict will be, you know, the Decepticons want to come in and just like, you know, take the energy source and like destroy it. The Autobots originally want to do that, but then they learn that Synergy is like her own being and this battle ensues. Mecha gem the holograms also play a part. Whoa, that sounds like you actually thought it through. Honestly, I, I yeah, 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 I mean, I did after I heard this little instance. I was like, oh, Transformers gem the holograms needs to happen, and I thought that would be the, the most logical kind of like switchover. Ah, uh, I was imagining as someone who's never seen Transformers that like the holograms would turn into cars who turn into giant cars, but like <laughs> have the same hair. Jocelyn, your version is way better. <laughs> yes, yes, I would much rather see that version. 
Yeah. I don't know how synergy, maybe synergy helps them turn into cars. You turn into, maybe they turn into cars <laughs> with the help of synergy. <laughs> but yes, like you they, got, okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. Go they on. They still have like their eyeballs, the same eyeballs and the same hair, um, but in, on a car. <laughs> <laughs> I really just want to see, like, a, a robot with, like, gem hair. <laughs> I know. And then, um, like, maybe, like, synergy, something happens to the earring. Like, maybe, uh, I don't know, gem rolls, like, runs it over with her car body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, their cars go on. <laughs> and then they're stuck. It's, like, glitchy. So synergy is glitching. And then... Like, they turn back and forth between robots and cars. And then, like, they they learn how to harness the power for themselves. And... Harness the power of cars. <laughs> and they have to, like, look within. I don't know how Transformers works. And... Not how that works. <laughs> but, you know, like, when you, like, someone learns that they have powers, like, and charmed and shit... Like yeah, a you have to look within. You... Your emotions are like your strength or be yourself or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also sure. you have to read like some giant tome of a spell book to like learn how to harness the power that you have within. So like maybe they do all that research and then they become like mega robots who like fight, uh, I don't know, evil through rock <laughs> and then, I yeah through music of course a lot of charity concerts too and then the show would be the exact same as Gem and the Holograms but they're like <laughs> robot cars and like yeah every once in a while they fight a space villain right yeah let's let's yeah okay that sounds perfect I... like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> copywriter whatever patent pending on that babies don't don't jack our shit yeah don't <laughs> I mean, if dino saucers can get made, that can get made. 100%. Um, so to return to the show, and like, frankly, I don't know how we got to where we got. Um, Me uh... But a whole bunch of shit happens. Kimber realizes that they're conspiring against her, yada, yada, yada. Um, she escapes. The, uh... Yeah, the princess, meanwhile, is like doing practice with the holograms and she's like i'm not kimber and jerica basically steamrolls her and be like shut up yes you are um <laughs> classical jer classical classic classical Jerica. also classic jerica yes <laughs> and she sucks dick in the in the uh fucking rehearsal um <laughs> and then Is finally princess adriana by the way oh yeah <laughs> Cause just <laughs> and she fucking sucks dick in the rehearsal. It's like, what does that even mean? She was sucking dick instead of playing her instrument. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, it could apply to Jim. It could apply to anybody in the room in so many ways. <laughs> yeah, no, she was. She obviously couldn't play her instrument because she's not Kimber, like she's been saying for two fucking days but anyway right right um right. so finally they believe that she's actually who she says she is and they embark upon this mission to find kimber kimber escapes by jumping out of the dungeon window 
into mad this- badass moment, dude. Like she really like you know threw caution to the wind, jumped a high from like yeah a very high place into what looked like very craggly, craggy <laughs> waters. Yeah, it's filled. Just, it's full of rocks, like jagged rocks. And I was like, yeah, there's yeah. no way that she can jump there because you know like how water like becomes very intense around land. So. I don't know. But she does. She does. She does. And she's real fun. She, she, she goes, dives she into it. Yeah. Dives head first. At least, you know what? If I were to jump to what may be my death, maybe I would want to go head first. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, you might as well. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um the like at, at some point like Kimber like yeah she gets away and it's also like the goons are chasing her and she like tries to call uh Gem in the hologram she uses some very friendly man's phone in the back of the shop or something um and uh she calls because, Hotel goons, Victor yeah she calls Hotel Victor of course of course of course but the <laughs> goons crash the call um and despite the fact that Kimber had, or not even pretended, I don't know. Basically, evil cousin Lexa understands that Kimber switched with Adriana. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, because she finds out that Adriana is posing as Kimber. So she's like, oh, Demetrius, you know what we're going to do? That dumb bitch Adriana, thinking, I think that she's Kimber, even though she a dumb bitch and I know she ain't Kimber, we're going to plant a bomb on the stage tomorrow so that way we can really get that thrown. Right. And then, yeah, that's basically what happens. And like, yeah. She uh, enlists the misfits to do this also. Yeah. And like, yeah, she somehow, oh, right. Because they play a song outside of the castle, which is important to note. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before they enlist the misfits, this is like Adriana thinks of her scheme, bomb on the stage, enter the misfits who are at the castle for some reason. They start playing the song Queen of Rock and Roll. what is the scum what is that racket and um yeah they play the song and the song is like kind of whatever to be honest but yeah the entrance like the opening of the song is epic oh yeah 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 like possesses like a white cloak cape thingamajig that um it's pretty tight yeah it like starts with like the guards and then it's all dark and shit and then there's a spotlight on pizzazz and she has this cloak and a throne it's pretty dope um but anyway i find it really funny how like lexa immediately saw the misfits identified them as like amoral degenerates and was like you guys can help me (laughs) yeah exactly like oh this is perfect you look fucked up (laughs) (laughs) you look like you'd kill someone for your own personal gain exactly exactly um, so yeah, um, 
Yeah, then we get some, like, Kimber jumping through rooftops, basically. She's, like, trying to outchase the goons. Mm-hmm. Is, there's a lot of that this episode. But then she's like, yeah, she falls. That's when we come to commercial. Uh, and Kimber co- pulls the classic saved by clothes lines where, you know, a bitch may be falling for a while, but as long as you grab on to, like, a string-thin clothesline, you'll be fine. Well, she falled into a lot la- falled. She fell into a laundry basket, though. Oh, right, 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 right. But like, I, I feel like the clotheslines broke her fall to a degree. Yeah, probably. Ah, uh, whatever. And uh, Kimber <laughs> says, "Like, I don't believe it. I'm alive." To which you have to say, "Like, yeah, neither do I, dude." Yeah, yeah I don't believe that. Zero percent. Probably should I died. But um, <laughs> then we go back to Hotel Victor. Um. Mm-hmm. Where Kimber is calling, but it is actually impersonator, impersonator extraordinaire Stormer, who is <laughs> apparently like apparently has the secondary mutation to mimic every anyone's voice. Um. Yeah. Which to what to which I was like, okay, she didn't even really sound like Kimber though. I thought she. I thought that was just Kimber's voice. I was like, yo, bitch, can impersonate. I guess so. That does add, like, a layer to to Stormer that I like. Yeah, like, but what layer does that add, exactly? I don't know. Like, remember that time that she and Ashley, like, were con- not conspiring, but, like, basically, like, trying to prevent... Hashtag do the right thing? Yeah, when they were trying to do the right thing, essentially. And, um... She dressed up as that lady, like, in a magenta Carmen Sandiego... Like also a mummy and moment. like and like spoke like this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know who did. Yeah, it. I could tell you something. <laughs> I might have eaten some children before, but exactly. Yeah, I mean, like she has talent. Mama's got talent. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Like real, real, real good voice work. Yeah. Great voice work. Great voice work. Great voice work, Stormer. Um. um and Kimber yeah. then, despite the, like, yeah, so uh, Kimber actually races back to Hotel Victor, uh, and that's where we find Eric and the Misfits waiting with Alexa. Right. And... Uh, I got confused by the plot of this episode just now, but whatever, we'll floss <laughs> I know, me too, I have no idea. That... She's Kimber, she's not Kimber, she's Kimber, she's not Kimber. Who's anyway. at Hotel Victor? I thought they were calling from Hotel Victor. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, so, yeah, Kimber runs into the hotel, Misfits, and Eric surround her, and she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, which is totally a fair question. Exactly. And I was, yeah, and I was like, wait, so they're working for Lexa because, like, to play the performance? And then again, I was like, but why did they originally come again? Like, this performance, like, literally happened two seconds ago. Yeah, and, like, zero respect, dude. Like, Eric didn't even come up with a plan. They just, like, performed at the castle. And then, like, this woman happened to enlist them to do her dirty deeds. Yeah, exactly. Um, So zero cred to the misfits there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pawns in a game of chess, and they're playing checkers. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, they're they're caught up in this scheme to which, um, like, Lexa kind of says there's going to be an explosion. And Eric is like, what, like an explosion? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she does, like, a classic, like, face caress thing. And he's like, she's like, just shut up about it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. And it's, like, all good afterwards. 
Yeah, like explosion. It's like, ah, don't worry. Ah, touching your face. I'm touching your face. <laughs> okay, I guess she's yeah. right. She's you're truthful. touching my face. Oh, okay. Meanwhilst, goons are putting Kimber in a much higher tower that is literally falling apart. So, like, bitch ain't gonna jump out of there because it might crumble at her feet, despite the fact that it is the, I guess, that would cut the middleman out of jumping out. But whatever. I mean, like, instead of there being water, it's just, like, pure concrete. Right, 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 right. Um, so yeah, Gem and the Holograms are like, decide to perform regardless of like whether or not Kimber is there because they don't give up, which is super annoying about them. I hate that. I, me too. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, just pretend to play or some shit, whatever, who cares? Um, and the goon, meanwhile, plants the bomb in the dragon. The guard who I think is all Corbin? Is that Corbin? Yeah, Corbin Corbin. Also the dragon, let's like at least try to be a little bit more specific. The dragon is a statue that like be a part of the show for some reason. <laughs> um there's not just like a like a random dragon chilling around. <laughs> so yeah, he he puts a bomb in a dragon statue and uh yeah, there's a Corbin the uh Queen's Guard, I wanna say, or just someone part of the royal contingent. Who a, seems a, to, yeah, who also seems to have a thing with the princess. Oh, dude, he's mad smitten, for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mad smits. Yeah, mad smits. Uh, toast smits, bros. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's there to see the whole deal. He's already, like, a little suspicious. Like, oh, what's going on here? But anyways. Um, and then we go to the show, and as soon as they basically they get out, they don't even really start playing, Jen says, like, hey, everybody, like, you know, that bitch princess commanded this performance, but there's no princess here, so, like, it looks like something up. And mm-hmm. Lexa is like, oh, shut up about that. It's fine, it's fine. Everyone, like, is placated. Uh, but then Adriana comes out on stage thinking everyone will be like, oh, yeah, right, it's a princess. But, like, no one believes her because they all think she's Kimber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is happening, and then to my surprise, your surprise, Dawson, <laughs> I'm sure... Into oh, everyone yeah, else's. My surprise. My surprise. Yeah, Eric and the Misfits, like, kind of come in yelling, like, hey, guys, like, there's a fucking bomb on that stage. Like, you better get off. It was a real good guy moment for yeah. uh, Eric and the Misfits. I was shocked. Like, in no instance, in no single instance in the show's history or future from here on out... Um, for where we are in the first season. Do the Misfits ever show that level of empathy, um, caring, concern over life? No. This Very was, this true. Is... That that being said, though, there was that moment in, like, I don't know, Star Bright episode 17, <laughs> Startacular, uh, where they put the bomb in... In the like, no, this is actually like the first five episodes. They put the bomb in the Misfits' mansion, and then um, Eric like kind of comes up yelling, "There's a bomb!" Like everyone, get out, because he doesn't realize that people are actually going to get hurt or something. So it's kind of happened before, but not to this degree. Where Eric and the Misfits basically yell to Jim, "Please get out of the way." Uh, it is out of character. It's very yeah, out of dude. Character. No, okay. Here's what I have to say in response to the example you just raised because if i recall correctly eric was concerned about the misfits 
not the orphans and not the holograms. That, he was like, that, misfits, watch out, or whatever. That's true. That's true. He never called anyone else out by name outside of the misfits. That is correct. And it, and it was not because he cared about their lives. It was because he cared about his investment. Time is money, baby. Time is money. Um, and Also, you'd bombs. be surprised what you can do with lawyers when you pay them enough. <laughs> <laughs> Two classic Eric Raymond lines. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, if they let the holograms die, though, in this situation, what else would they have to live for? Because yeah, they'd have no purpose in life. It seems like they can't make a decision without reacting to what they hear the holograms are going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they do save the holograms regardless. They rush them off stage with, like, that guard dude. Um, and the bomb explodes, but no one is hurt. And then there's, like, a big chase scene because, like, Lexa ran off like a hoe. And she, like, goes to Kimber in the tower. So, like, her and Demetrios have some leverage. To which I have a note, Lexa is a cold heart bitch. I don't really remember <laughs> what happens, but, like, I'm sure she is. No, that's, like, her whole thing. Yeah. Apart and so they... from being a fashion icon. Right, uh, right, right. Apart, right. maybe, from being, like, the evil queer kind of stereotype, the evil queer trope, like, kind of an Ursula. Was she that aggressively lesbian that you'd call her a queer trope? I would think so. Like, for example, you know how, like, Scar is often considered to be queer? Oh, yeah, because he's a gay man, obviously. And, like, Jafar? Yes. Like, I, I, I do feel like Lexa did have queer undertones. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Her hair, the way she dressed. I, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I would um, also say that Cruella DeVille might be gay. Oh, 100%, dude. Uh, I think, like, she is, like, a trans woman. Interesting. Who likes women, though. Mm. Or, no, maybe I feel like she... Cruel DeVille, I think it would be very difficult to pinpoint her sexuality. I think she's just... I think she's, like... Ma- she's much she more into, like, like, power and, like, power dynamics than she is to gender. Mm. And, like, obviously she's a furry, too, in the mix. Yeah, I was gonna say she like fucks some dogs and then skins them. Like that's yeah, kind yeah, of what yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skins some Dalmatians. Right, right, right. And is it weird? Like, so, like you know, the queer villain trope as we were just talking about. Like, despite the fact that it's like a bad thing, I also love it because like though like the villains, particularly in Disney movies, are always like the best characters, and I love how they're a drag queen or, like, a flamboyant, over-the-top gay dude kind of thing. Like, I, it, it adds to the theatricality, but also just I like them more because of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can definitely, like, queer-read these Disney villains and whatever, and I'm sure, like, it is valid to, to an extent, but I feel like no kid is watching that and being like, oh, gay people are bad. You know what I mean? Like, because they yeah, don't say yeah, yeah. that. They right, don't actually right, right, right. queer them themselves. It's not, like, until, I guess, the mid-90s where, like, gay people became, gay men became more visible on TV, at least. And they got pigeonholed as, like, the gay best friend or, like, the sassy, like, whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that was probably more damaging. 
Right, right, exactly. Like, I like, I, I'm totally fine with, like, a queer or queer red character being, like, the primary antagonist. And despite the fact they may fill into, uh, like, certain stereotypes or characteristics, like, they're still the badass of the movie. So, like, that's fine. Yeah, Ursula is an icon. Oh, I'm sorry. such an icon. Are you kidding Cruella me? Cruella DeVille icon. Like, you yeah. remember... Maleficent like, icon. Yeah. Like, you remember those characters over whoever the fuck else was in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, the Dalmatians? Meh. There are 101 yeah, 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 of, yeah, yeah. of them? 101? I don't know. 102? Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 117! 122! <laughs> Dalmatians! Watch this movie because <laughs> because uh, you watch the other twenty one. There's a hundred and twenty two reasons. A <laughs> hundred and twenty two reasons to get into the Dalmatians this summer. <laughs> get into it. Get into it. Uh... <laughs> Dalmatians. <laughs> Like the only, so I actually think the only exception to the Disney movie, like the villain being cooler and also queer and also thus making them cooler, is Pocahontas. Because obviously Pocahontas herself is a queer icon. You think... <clears throat> Dude, are really? you kidding me? Her, like, her friendship with her like girl best friend is obviously oh, supposed true. to be a romantic relationship. And she has, like, such a fierce jawline, and she's so, like, strong and independent, and, like, speaks to trees and shit. Is that what lesbians do? I, you tell me, Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely think Pocahontas and her friend fucked. Not oh, gonna 100%. deny that, but, like... I think she was genuinely into John Smith for some reason, even though she kind of like was more agile than him, smarter than him, better looking than him. Just a like, ugh, she deserves so much better than that guy. I agree. And I, again, do not think she was into him romantically. I just think Pocahontas was pragmatic and was like, okay, if a bitch got to stay alive, like I might as well like get up in this camp. Cause like, I don't see any other way come kind of, kind of coming out of this. That's so sad. That's so I mean, like, sad. I'm sure that's closer to the truth of what actually happened. But yeah, of course. Like for a Disney movie, that's just depressing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Anyways, um, much like a Disney movie, a dragon does appear in this fucking episode. Uh, because as Lexa is like kind of holding Kimber hostage, Jem is like, "Oh, I know what the fuck I'll do." I'll just, like, project a hologram of a motherfucking dragon. That'll freak everybody out. Uh, which is what she does. She projects what people then yell as the dragon of Morvania. Because, <laughs> like, sure, why not? That was established. I guess we did... They were going to plant a bomb in a dragon earlier, so sure. Um, Kimber gets saved. Lexa gets captured. No one questions that a dragon was just there. Uh, <laughs> and then disappeared and then immediately disappeared um at this point i'm like wouldn't the misfits also start cluing in of like oh crazy gigantic creatures who then vanish immediately <laughs> appear around gem and the holograms a lot like i've noticed this <laughs> yeah no they definitely do not because everyone in the show is a dumb bitch right 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 um 
And then we get to the final scene where they're on the plane and they're like, you know, doing a chit chat extra. And uh, they basically say like, oh, and like Kimber, I'm glad like you're back to being yourself. And Kimber has a line of like, yeah, most of the time then winks at the camera, which I actually loved because I'm a big fan of, you know, like the, the storytelling potential of when Kimber is Kimber and when Kimber is actually Princess Adriana. Like maybe they switch intermittently now because they know they can. Maybe, but she's all the way in Morvania and Kimber is in cowboy land. So, Jocelyn, um, both of those places are not fixed by a <laughs> geographical location, them being fictional. Uh, <laughs> um, True. So, Cowboy Lane and Morvania could be like an hour flight. We don't even know. Yeah, we really truly do not. Um, but yeah, so the episode essentially ends. and Yeah, it does end. It ends with only two songs. With only two songs. And like... They tried, like, a really overly complicated plot, if you ask me. Yeah, it went everywhere, went everywhere, dude. And that's, I mean, like, we did go into the details, but usually, like, we really go into the details, but, like, I couldn't, because I was like, then she was her, and then she was her, and then she was exactly. her, and then it was, it. Like, yeah, but yeah, I don't it's know. probably why we, like, went off on some <laughs> other bullshit for extended periods of time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, to kind of wrap things up, I guess, um, who do we think is the baddest bitch of the episode baddest bitch of the episode i mean can it go to anyone else other than queer icon lexa second in line to take the throne of morvania i was gonna say kimber okay of four what reasons because she dove into a bunch of rocks like into a rocky ocean that is and then swam away from these goons who were trying to kill her kidnap and kill her um and she like you know did the thing she did do many things i will i agree with you (laughs) and she really eluded some goons some some hardcore this episode um i just feel like we also like we have to recognize lexa and like i don't want to give her a weakest bitch moment because she wasn't a weak bitch in the slightest no yeah, I will say, like, the bitch knew what she wanted. She saw but, an opportunity and took it. But ultimately, her plans were foiled, which isn't bad or big bitch energy. So I will I will acquiesce. I will withdraw my nomination and support Kimber Benton for the title. Okay. I mean, I was going to, like, withdraw my nomination for Kimber because in the end she didn't save herself. It was Synergy as a dragon who did. But True, true, true. But that being she, said, Kimber saved herself multiple peer, multiple times and it was just one of those like, you know, you can't save yourself all the time, dude. Yeah, no, that's true. You you need some help from your friends. With a little help I mean, from my friends. Isn't that a song by the Beatles? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is, it is, it is. We're with uh, it, we're with it. Yeah, we're with it. We're with the times, even though that was so many years ago. Like, yeah, exactly. Woof. Like, but, yeah, but wow, I feel like so everyone, many like, years I, ago. But I feel like, like, despite that, like, to be cool, like, it, you have to go through, like, a Beatles phase. Oh, for sure. Like, early university, I feel like all of our friends were, like, foaming at the mouth over the Beatles' White Album, to which I was like, 
Mama Ain't Got No Time for a Double Album. Like, honestly, <laughs> you really, like, you're th you think you're so talented and important that you can, like, take up an hour and a half of my time like that, which is exactly what we're doing with this podcast, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dug your own grave on that one. Uh, that being said, though, I sympathize because I also never really, I never went through a Beatles phase. So every time, like, yeah, it was one of those conversations like, oh, look, you never listened to this song? Like, you don't know, like, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club? It's like, it's a great name. Don't get me wrong, but I've never listened to the whole album. Sorry. I mean, I like the Beatles. Like, respect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, it's not like I don't know or dislike the Beatles. Um, yeah, no, they were great. Um. But what were we saying? <laughs> uh, so let's move on what to What was this about? Well, where, where am I? Who are you? Who, Why am I what? surrounded by a blanket? What's happening here? I have been drinking throughout this podcast. so Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam, 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 Sam. Yeah, yeah. I've been increasingly uh, more and more confused. But uh, So weak as bitch. Weak as bitch. Um, okay. Who... Who is the weakest bitch? I want to say the princess I really yeah. did not like. I was leaning towards Adriana as well, mainly because she did fail at everything she kind of wanted to do. One, being a good ruler. Two, impersonating Kimber Benton. Three, being a likable character. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. So... And, like, she really didn't do anything to help save her country or other people's lives? No. In, in any way? No. She, I feel, I find it interesting because, like, even though regicide was on the table, essentially, um, because of the Kimber-Adriana switcheroo, we actually cared way more about Kimber's life than Adriana. Because, like, if they were just out to, like, do a coup of Adriana and the gem and the holograms just happened to be there and they wanted to save her or whatever. Like I wouldn't have given a shit if she got killed because she was a little bitch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like her, her, that's very true. Her life was never really in danger outside of the performance thing. Uh, but at that point, I mean, who cares? No. Yeah. I mean, like you could say, this is the one where gem and the holograms save a princess, but uh, they didn't really do that, and she didn't really deserve to be saved. I'm just she gonna did. throw that she out did. there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like uh, Princess Adriana, um, probably you know top five worst rulers in human history. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Well, okay. I mean, if you define a good ruler as someone who's able to like fan the flames of discontent and pit people against one single group. Like, if you're saying that, that that makes a good leader, <laughs> then... I uh, didn't say that. Sounds like you're saying that, Jocelyn. <laughs> and it sounds like you're gearing up to somewhere. And it starts with H and ends with R. Um, all I'm saying is... No, you're a Hitler he apologist. A... I get it. <laughs> he really inspires me as a white, blonde hair, blue-eyed uh, um, woman. Um... <laughs> We really need more like him. Uh, <laughs> uh, conflicted artists. I agree. I agree. <laughs> My mom keeps telling me, like, every year she'll remind me about how when she was 12, she wrote this paper about how 
Hitler's evilness stemmed from the fact that he had one testicle. Like, she tells me this. Oh, okay. That's a fun like, fact. Like, once a year, she tells me this. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, I know you've been telling me this since I was nine. Like, I, I remember. get it. I get it. <laughs> one testicle. Why do you keep wanting to bring it up? <laughs> it's a very fun fact. It's a very fun fact. It is super fun. Um, but for the record, I'm not an evil, totalitarian, dictator, fascist sympathizer. All I was trying to say is, yeah, those people can be good at leading people, but they're pieces of shit and should never have existed. Right. Effective doesn't necessarily mean um, worthwhile. No. No. Being able to rouse the masses on the basis of emotion and fear is not a good trait. And also, like, I'm going to say, like, pretty easy of, like, all leadership tactics. Like, if you want to do, if you want to make people do things that, like, they think is a bad idea, that's a lot easier than, like, coercing people into, you know. Doing the uh, right thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it's way harder. Yeah, exactly. requires actual sacrifice and reflection. Yeah, it might make you unlikable to some people because most of the time the right thing isn't uh, the most popular thing. No. Exactly. Well, look how profound we are. Um, Soups profound. Soups <laughs> profound. Um, <laughs> Michael, I have to give a shout out to something you said earlier. What? what, what? Oh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> how are you going to do me like that? <laughs> That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> I'm going to remember after the sentence. Okay, whatever. Well, no um, one's going to be able to remember with us now. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> it's over. It's over. Anyways. I meant to shout it out a long time ago, but you kept saying stuff, and I was like, okay, I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> but that was really funny. That's, no, that's respectful of you. Thank you. Um, but anyway, with all of that said, and we have like an hour and 15 minutes of all of that. Yeah. Um, this, is, this brings us to the end of yet another episode of Gem and the Holograms. If you've forgotten, I'm Jocelyn Laws. Although, you know what? I go by Hakuna Matitis now, so you can just call me that. Um, yeah. Uh, and as yes. Ru- go ahead, sir. No, I was going to say, as RuPaul says, I don't care what you call me so long as you call me. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh <laughs> In the spirit of that, I am Abracadaver, and if you want to, you know, share the fun times that we spend this intimate hour <laughs> and a quarter, hour and a quarter minutes, no, hour and 15 minutes, like, you know, give us a good review on uh, the Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts or whatever, and uh, five stars. <laughs> and for the record, we only have our podcast up. On Apple's, on pod- Apple podcast. on Apple's podcast. I always say uh, that because, like, I'm like, oh, maybe at one point I'll make the effort to get it elsewhere. But, like, that hasn't happened, so. Yeah, why would it? Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> we can get maybe three listeners. Exactly. Ooh. <laughs> um, but anyway, if you want to follow us on social media, please do, because we're hilarious in that format, as we are in all formats. Exactly. Uh, We're like a multi-format hilarity machine. 
cross-platform, baby. Yeah, it's a multi-format extravaganza with us. Extravaganza, <laughs> eleganza. Yeah, pretty much. Extravaganza. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Follow us on social media. Why don't you? Because we're hilarious there, as we are everywhere in all dimensions at all times. Um, and you can do that by going on Instagram and Twitter and looking up Gem Girls Podcast. That is us. That all is one us word. And, uh, yeah, all one word. Gem Girls Podcast. And uh, that is us. And I think that is it, Jocelyn. Yes. And I just want to give a shout out to our corporate sponsors at Hotel Victor. This podcast was brought to you by Hotel Victor. Yeah. Uh, no one else can give you a stay like Hotel Victor will keep you away. <laughs> um, yeah. That made uh, no sense, but it sounded no fine. I mean, like, negative sense. Like, not even zero sense. I feel like I understand Nonsense, one, one might say. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I know that um, we talked a lot about stuff that uh, was of no consequence. But, you know, you got to say it. Someone's got to say something. Someone's got to say something. Speak up. Speak out. <laughs> right. I will not sit back in silence. You can't silence me. <laughs> um, but yeah, bye for real. Thank you. Uh, Until next time. Do diddle do do Hey, let's do the sign off. Let's do the sign off for realsies. Okay. <laughs> Until next time. Stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrendous. But you know what? Okay, let's try it one more time. Okay. Can we say it normally? <laughs> I was trying to go with you. You kept elongating everything. I was trying to go with you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, until next time. Stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. Stay outrageous. That was pretty good. Stages. Rageous. Stages. 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 Outrageous.